Hi, this is Tutivalis from the Dungeon Place podcast, and uh, you're listening to the Massacast with uh, Unspeakable Axe. Reminder, this is a podcast for adults 18 or older, so if you're not 18 or older, go tell your mother she loves you. Thanks for downloading another episode. As I record this, we are battening down the hatches, getting ready for Hurricane Sandy, which, strangely enough, was Saad's professional wrestling name. Uh, it's true. Now, a few things before we uh, get to uh, this uh, episode's interview. Number one, I made a grave mistake last episode when I said it was $100 for the second bonus episode. No, it's $50 for the second bonus episode. 25 if you want the first, 50 if you want the first and second. And, uh, and one person last week donated a huge amount of cash. So much so that I thought it was a mistake at first, or that I was reading it incorrectly. One person, you know who you are, donated $1,500 to the podcast. Now, this person, however, did not include an email for me to contact them, so I can't send them the bonus episodes and all the other amazing stuff that they'll get. So if you're listening to this, shoot me an email so that I can properly thank you and also send you all the stuff you have coming to you. So this episode, it's a conversation with my friend Leela returns. She's one of those people who she and I will sit down for a cup of coffee and hours will go by and it feels like 15 minutes. You'll see why. Here it is, another conversation with my friend Leela. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Yay. Thanks for having me back. Well, um, you and I went out for coffee was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying, like, well, when can we hang out again? I said, well, yeah. why don't we do it in front of a microphone? Sounds good. It sounds good. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm blanking out. Of uh, for, I thought you were going by your old kink name on the last episode, but you said you were going yeah. by Leela on in the last episode. Yeah, or I think maybe I, I, I told you and you changed it or something. Maybe. But yeah, it used to be Tilda. And I just got rid of that because it just it just felt weird, and um, so I'm just I'm Leela. Did it feel now? That's your real first name. Yeah. Well, what was that decision all about? Well, I well the kink and culture stuff, the site, the blog, it kind of died down a little bit. I mean, really, my participation in that is directly related how busy I am at work, and my work life got crazy, crazy busy. Um, but when it slowed down a little bit, I kind of decided, like, no, I want to take a little more time and I want to devote some energy to this. And I realized, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if it's going to be a book. I don't know what it's going to be. But I decided I want credit for it. Yeah. I don't want this, you know, quote unquote, Tilda chick right. getting credit for something I did. And if Even it though becomes, Tilda yeah. is you. But it never felt you? like me. And I also was blogging about my sex life, yeah. like my actual sex life, mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to put my name on really, really explicit stuff, yeah. you know. And the kink and culture stuff isn't about me. Yeah. It's not, you know, I might say something personal about my likes or dislikes about things, but it's really just a collection of other stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. And it's not explicit. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's almost kind of academic, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. an intellectual journey. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not that concerned with somebody finding that out. And you know how some people, their um, other identity or their fake name really becomes them? You know, it becomes whatever their pseudonym was, it be- really starts to become who they are and their identity you know and it never clicked with me in that way it always kind of felt like oh this is just this fake name that i have yeah so but but it's still it's a it's a brave you're not worried about work or anything like that they know i'm pretty they know there's a lot of drinking in my workplace which means you work at heineken we should say you work at heineken (laughs) which means uh things slip out Mm mm-hmm so they, you know, they have English, but I'm also in a creative field. Yeah. So it's not anything, um, you know, it's it's not anything anybody really cares. You don't about. have to be standing in front of the board members with the quarterly no. report type of thing. No. Right. No. And also, I mean, yeah, you know, and again, my 
my other blog, my old blog when I was Tilda, there's no link to Mike, the, the kink and culture at all. Yeah. They're, you know, I've kind of worked hard to make sure, you know, you those two things don't cross over. Yeah. You know, I was even at one point thinking about just taking it down because I kind of just don't care about it anymore. Um, so I'm sure you still get people who read it and discover it and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really don't even pay attention to it. Like I haven't even looked at sure. you know the numbers or anything in a long, long time. But um, I think primarily, like whatever this is, whatever this thing is, I'm doing. You know, maybe I do want to write an actual academic paper. Yeah. You know, and it, maybe I do want um, to get bigger with it or, or have it be more in the general pot because this is the other thing with my the kink and culture stuff it really is about how kink is perceived in popular culture so in a lot of ways the audience for it isn't necessarily kinky people so my my scope in what this thing is is a lot broader than just the kink community at least in my in my head it is I think there's yeah. an important distinction though is that while um, it might not be for the kink community. The number of people who are kinky but aren't in the kink community yeah. is huge. Yeah, there are yeah. way more people who are kinky but yeah. aren't in a community yeah, than exactly. the opposite. Exactly. So, you know, I imagine something like this would be justifying for a lot of people. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of. I thought, what, why, why the hell not? I'm not using my last name. Yeah. Well, let's talk about kink and culture. Hmm. Because this is this, uh, this I imagine this to be something that would be a good TED talk someday. You yes, know? don't you think? Yes, I yes I do think that. I, do think I don't mean it, I'm not stroking your ego. I'm no, saying, yeah, yeah. I'm saying even if I didn't know you and I yeah. just heard about the project, I would yeah. think that would make a good TED talk. The fact that yeah, I know you yeah. just magnifies that. But that's that's kind of the that's the realm. Yeah, and I, I, I want to be in. There's this really great organization uh, in Brooklyn called the observatory and um they have these talks uh that are all about the weirdest oddest things and a lot of them are kind of dark and kind of weird and i saw i went to a lecture on the history of the ouija board um Mm. one on um anatomical venuses do you know what those are this would be you know like in the turn of the century you would have these gorgeous beautiful wax models of usually women yeah, um, that were absolutely beautiful with long flowing hair and they're lounging on a pillow and they're naked, but you can lift off sort of a section of like the abdomen so all of their organs were exposed. So it was this way of looking at anatomy. It's yeah, like yeah. an anatomy lesson, but they're, you know, their eyes are kind of half closed and they're kind of draped, yeah. you know, across the pillow. So it's oddly erotic at the same time. Um, so that's the kind of stuff they talk about. There's some guy, yeah. you know, who put this together thinking, yeah. sexy organs. Is what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. And there was another one on x-rays and the erot- and, and how the x-ray has been So everything is, has an erotic twist to it? Not necessarily an erotic twist. I would say some kind of morbid twist. I was, <laughs> I was intrigued kind of and yeah. I'm worried if I went. But that doesn't sound like yeah. something that would be... Because um, this isn't morbid. Um, well, it doesn't have to necessarily be morbid. Okay. I think it's, it's um, like one lecture was on um, uh, dream sequences in films, like how uh, either dream sequences or um, people on drugs yeah. have been portrayed in films, yeah. you know. So it's all, I wouldn't say it's necessarily morbid, okay. but it, it's, it's stuff just with unique, a little twist. Unique, unique. presentation. Yeah, yeah. Well, this would make, I think this would make a, a great one just in and of itself because you yeah. have... I mean, a lot of it has to do with fashion, um, and also just art yeah. in general. Music videos, you have... I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's got to be almost no end to the sources that you can... There take. really isn't. And actually, I try not to do so much with fashion, because um, that's a whole other subject in and of itself. Yeah. Um, like, I recently wrote something about boots. Yeah. Like, I open up like Harper's Bazaar and there's a whole page on you know what's new and what's hot and what you should buy and they're all about like thigh high stiletto boots Mm -hmm. 
and they're treating this like oh it's a must have like a white t-shirt and jeans like yeah. it's normal yeah. you know and there was a time in this country where it was illegal to photograph a woman in high heels uh, higher than three inches. Really? It had to do with the whole postal service oh, okay. thing. Um, but it was seen, if you had heels higher than that, it was seen as being obscene. Yeah. You know? And the only way you would get, like, thigh-high boots was having them custom-made. Yeah. You'd have to go in the back of a magazine and order them. You'd have to really go for yeah. it. Um, and now, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Corsets are everywhere. I mean, so a lot of the the tropes of of what we would consider BDSM style has just become style. Yeah. So, you know, the only times I look at fashion is when it's really, really, really obvious. Like one of my favorite, this is an old, old thing, but one of my favorite pieces ever is, um, it's called the Cartier Love Bracelet. And this came out in like, I think 78 or something like that. And it's a gold bracelet just a really thin gold band um but the way it's closed is that it comes with a little screw mm-hmm. and it's screwed on and i think the concept is whoever gave you the bracelet you know they've got the key yeah so you can't take it off yeah. unless that person unscrews it for you yeah. um which is incredibly hot yeah yeah but it wasn't a sex toy you know it wasn't you know but I the don't person think- who create created this at Cartier, yeah. had to, had to. I mean, you know yeah. that they were thinking this, right? Yeah, there's, there's a, no way they. There's a wink and a nod there, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so those are the things in terms of fashion that I'm that I'm kind of that I'm interested in. Yeah, because you could but, um, you could do a whole blog just on, on the fashion stuff. Right? You go on forever. Yeah. The the other sources. I mean, are you finding it more? Uh, I should say, accept. I don't know if acceptable is the right word. So it's easy to find kink in a music video. Yeah. It's easy to yeah. find kink in fashion and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, are, are you seeing it pop up in areas that you wouldn't normally suspect? I mean, I'm seeing yeah. it in, in beer commercials. I'm seeing it. It's a lot in advertising. Yeah. It's a lot in advertising. It's a lot in... I just saw some, some, anime, some uh, new cartoon... Um, like some new adult cartoon thing. And there was a little scene with somebody in sort of a leather, yeah. you know, outfit or whatever. Um, family Guy's done it. Yeah, Family Guy's yeah. done it. Um, so I've seen it a lot in um, Portlandia. Yeah. Has this great episode all about safe words. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing it a lot in a comic context that's... Um, and I think this is an important distinction. That's not making fun of it. Yeah. It's it's more nodding to it, but it's not saying, oh, these people are kooky and freaks. It's, there's something more respectful of it, but it's a lot, it's out there a lot more. And just the fact that the phrase safe word has become something that you can throw in a TV show and know or expect without having an explanation without having an explanation yeah. is kind of amazing to me and even in in uh in movies uh i did a little project for a friend who was doing a presentation on this and i i, I went through different films to show kink being de- depicted in usually in a negative con- this was years ago like five years ago in a negative way not negative way but in not the most positive like you know the yeah. comedic or whatever yeah uh, for example, there was some movie where a guy was dating a whole bunch of women, and in one scene, he he dates a he's going on a date with a girl, and she seems really nice and sweet, and she turns to be a dominatrix, you know, mm. and, and she's crazy, right? Yeah. Of course, she's not yeah. like this is not a hot thing. Yeah. And then there's another movie like Euro Trip. Do you remember Euro Trip? Yeah, I did not. I missed that one. It's I know actually, of it. It's yes. actually not a horrible yeah. for for what it is. It's yeah. not a horrible comedy. For I mean, it's not great. It's yeah. not in my top 100 by any means. Yeah. But there's a scene where What's her name? Xena, Warrior Princess. Luz, uh, Lucy Lou. Lucy, no, no. Lu- no. Lucy Lawless. Lawless. Lawless she, yeah. This guy goes into Amsterdam, and and sure enough, Lucy Lawless is this dominatrix, and she yeah. has this really long safe word, you know, whatever. And it's right. and of course, and it's and yeah. it, again, is portrayed as, aha, uh-huh, look at him with a crazy. Yeah. This is this woman's clearly a little unstable, but at the yeah. same time, it's Lucy Lawless, so it's kind of hot, but yeah, comic relief. Yeah. Comic relief, and. I'm really excited because this is how it usually happens, right? Yeah. It's it's sort of a comedic 
thing. Yeah. It's you see this in many different aspects of sexuality. There used yeah. to be a time when when gays were always portrayed in that same way, that comic. Oh yeah. Whereas now it's yeah. There's not. I mean, it's almost childish if you portray it that way. You know, it's you know what I mean. If you portray yeah. it as the I'm, I'm thinking. Or you, of, or you wouldn't. It'd be insulting. It would be insulting, it, or yeah. it would just be like, "What year is this?" Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Like having a a black woman date a white man on sure. film. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not even oh, yeah. nothing now. You know. Yeah. Well, I think on the same in the same scope of being comic relief, the other is. Um, being a pathology of being crazy yeah. of being you know a sign of someone who's really horrible and really bad and or, or something's messed up with them yeah that's what like, I didn't everything like on the, like the secretary is a prime example of this yeah the secretary yeah. she's troubled yeah and that's why she cuts her you know, or, or you yeah. know whatever yeah yeah it's always something negative yeah that's, that's making them do this and of course yeah. the se- and, uh, and, and I think the secretary is a, and you might like the secretary I don't know it's just it's, and I I'm not have a, issues with I have it. lots of friends who love the secretary and I don't think less of them for it yeah, right yeah but I would love to see a a kink romance yeah where it's that's healthy and it's and real and real yeah, yeah and it's yeah. And, and everyone is just regular Joe and Jane yeah, yeah. you know I think it's getting there. I think it's definitely getting there. There's a movie, um, and I think that's what I keep going back in time here. But I think this was in the '70s. This French movie called Matrice. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard of it, and a lot of people have told yeah. me to watch it. I think you, yeah. you and I were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, especially the time that it was. It's one of the few, really few movies that I've seen that portray a dominatrix, or BDSM in a really good way in a really normal way in a way that is um respectful Mm -hmm. you know it's not um and really explicit for for what you would think i mean much more explicit than anything um you know i've seen lately but it's a little bit um I wouldn't say it's matter of fact. I mean, the fact that the main character is a dominatrix dominatrix is kind of integral to the story. But um, she's not a villain. She's a full, rounded character. You know, it's it's a real person. Yeah. You know, it's 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 definitely worth checking out. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of time. Uh, I'm I'm kind of half rolling my eyes because of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I mean, they're already making the movie on it. They've already decided to make a movie yeah, on it, right? I know. And I don't know. God, it, I, I don't know how bad that's. But um, it's only a matter it, of time before yeah. we get a good, either romantic comedy or a good yeah. drama or something like that, yeah. where it is portrayed in a positive way, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I wrote some about Fifty Shades of Grey. I read all three of those goddamn books, by the way. I, you know, I, I, I did. Yeah. I feel a little bit like. Ready? No, I feel a little bit like a martyr. I feel like I will read all three of them for all of you so everyone, that you don't have to. Everyone I know who's, who's, uh, who's read the first one or any of them says that there are some hot scenes in it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but, but it just doesn't make up for, for everything. And, and I've yeah. talked about this on the show, too. But, yeah, but, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just I have to keep my fingers crossed that someone's going to come out with something that's really good. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that's that was my that that was my biggest thing about this book is now this is our ambassador. Yeah, this is the big thing that's going to you know bring the kinky world and the vanilla world together like this is the thing that's going to introduce people to this and make it seem fun and cool and neat and hot and popular well and maybe like, it's yes, you know the thing really? is, is maybe we're looking at it the wrong way yeah. maybe it's the equivalent to sesame street right for kinky yeah. people so but sesame street was brilliant okay sesame street <laughs> yeah. was brilliant but it's it's like okay yeah. we need something simple something dumbed down yes for for, for, for some people yeah. And we need something that is not going to be too crazy for them. Yeah. And it's not going to be too realistic for them. It's got to be a little, you yeah. know, so it's got that Harlequin romance novel feel to it or whatever, yeah. you know. So yeah. this is how this is how we have to do it. Yeah. It's not going to be the way we want it, but this but is how we have get. to do it. But you bring up romance novels, and that's that's what this is. Yeah. 
it. I mean, I'm, I don't really. Re- I've never actually read a real like Harlequin romance yeah. book, but I've had many discussions with people who have, and they were like, it follows the exact same patterns of every romance novel, every bodice ripper out yeah. there, and it really you're spoon feeding the audience this. And my my issue, or one of my issues with it, is the character Anna is completely uninteresting. There's nothing to her. And she's so young and so naive. She has no history. She has no real opinion based on experience. She's a complete blank slate. Well, and you know why they do that? So you can imagine yourself as her. That's the same reason why, I mean, all these other books, there's tons of other books. There's Twilight series, which of course it's kind of Based on uh, based somehow, on, yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's it's so that the reader yeah. can put themselves in that position because if yeah. if you heard something that was way out of your own character, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to identify with it. Right. But it's everywhere, yeah. and it and it really is the way. I mean, there are tours about it. There's a CD of the classical music that Christian Grey play. You can buy a CD. There, people are giving... Um, I've got my head in my hands yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen ads for like gift packages where you'd have like a hotel room and then you'd get like, some wine and then you'd get you know some rope and you'd get a whole, you'd get a whole like travel package yeah. about it. There's some hotel somewhere where they're putting the book in the drawer in the room, like instead of a Bible. You well, get like a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. It might be a little yeah. bit more believable than the Bible, but that's yeah. not here than that. Which I think is really gross. Like I'm not gonna want to touch that after oh, someone else true. has been there. That's true. Right? <laughs> it's like that's true. Well, I do think we're 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 at a point where, I mean, it's kind of exciting, right, to be at this yeah. sort of this curve where yeah. where it it there are times when uh, we've I've been at work. And the subject of sex or kinkiness or something will come up, and I don't feel ashamed anymore to yeah. let them know that at least I know something about the subject. Yeah. I don't tell them how I know. Yeah. I don't tell them yeah. that I've experienced it myself. I've just told them that I know it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or, or I'll say actually, and I'll correct them or whatever like that. Yeah. But I won't say anything else. Yeah. And of course, they don't correct me because they don't know. They don't know. Or else, yeah. if they do know, they don't want to out themselves by saying yeah. they know. Yeah. So it's it's a little more accepted, I think, slowly. Yes, and I think that's a good thing. I think, um, you know, it's funny. I was just I'm, I'm, I was just talking about this or thinking about this. There was this it's it's, it's this interesting crosswords crossroads because on some level, what we do we want it to be dark and a little bit dirty and yeah. sub and subversive and underground and and there's that's the erotic parts part of it or the the aspect of it for a lot of people is that it is something that you're not supposed to do or yeah. is something dark and um having it be something that you know you can pick up a, you know the book at the airport you yeah. can pick up you know your handcuff kit at Walgreens or something right. the more it gets to be so so popular it kind of like is it still edgy? Is it still... Do you still... I don't know. See, I, I like the I fact think, that, it's, that you can see... You said you have a question? No, I said that's my question. Oh, that's your question. Yeah, I see, I like the fact that... I mean, I, I mean, yes, it's the... I mean, I guess... I guess I haven't ever liked the fact that I had to hide. I guess yeah. I've never liked that part of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the fact that I'm using a fake name. Not just because I don't like the fake name that I've gotten stuck with. No, I actually agree with everything that you said, but... I was talking with a friend of mine who isn't kinky at all. She's my best friend, and mm-hmm. she's known me forever, and she knows all the stuff that I do, and she knows my blog. And um, and she said to me, I was talking about, I don't know, going to some party or something, and she said, you're so brave. I was like, well, well come on. She's like, you just go out there, and you're doing all this stuff. It's really, you know, it's really brave. You know, like, I think it's awesome. And I was like, thank you. You know what I mean? But so you, I think this idea of it being something um, out of the ordinary or something that is a little bit um, um, above and beyond is, is still kind of nice. Well, you weren't, you know? yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, but yeah. I, uh, but it, it is, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to stroke your ego or mine yeah. or anyone else probably who's listening who's yeah. ever gone to an event yeah. or any public thing. 
or even download this podcast. Yeah. There is a it takes a little bravery or extreme horniness. I don't know which one. <laughs> Sometimes horniness over trust me, I've made some bad Horn- decisions. Yeah. Because I was horny. But yeah. it takes a certain level of bravery or stupidity or something yeah. to put yourself out there like that. Whether yeah. it's even if it's a fake name. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there are a lot of people who might fantasize about this stuff and will never ever do it. Yeah. There oh, I get of, oh, I yeah. get emails all the yeah. time from people who listen uh, who, because of their whatever where they are in their life, they know they're never going to yeah. be able to experience it. Yeah. And um. And this, in fact, this podcast is sort of a way for them to live vicariously through those who can. Yeah. You you mentioned this when we last hung out over coffee, and I thought this would yeah. be a good thing to talk about. Is that you recently? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Became involved. It's your first romantic kink relationship. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I've, um, I've had a, a strange. I mean, my my most of my relationships have been either um, with someone I, you know, really clicked with and and and, but they weren't kinky. Mm-hmm. Or it was a pure pure kink relationship where there wasn't a romance to it where we were play partners and um we'd have fun or it was just pure sex mm-hmm. you know um where there was this really distinct line between all right we're just fooling around and we're just playing and that's it right or we're just friends yeah. and we're just playing but what i really been wanting was i want a kinky boyfriend yeah you know and i've never had a relationship that had a power exchange element to it and a while ago i was like you know i want a master i want to be a slave i want to be a submissive i want the title i want all that i want to do it for real right and it was (laughs) it was taking forever and let's talk about this how did you go about searching for this oh god everywhere i'd put an ad on vet life i collar me yeah um craigslist um, I think those were sort of the three where it was explicitly stated yeah. that I'm a submissive and I'm looking for a master and yeah. I'm looking for a relationship. What was that? And, yeah. Out of curiosity, the replies in different yeah. areas. Did you find the replies on FetLife dramatically different from the replies on Caller Me or Craigslist? Um, I actually got more responses on Craigslist and Colony than yeah. than I mean I don't think of Fet Life. Fet Life is not that's set not up the that place way, for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the replies were um, the thing that turns me off the most. Where the first thing they say is, "You look like you'd be a good slut. Kneel yeah. down and suck my dick or whatever." And I'm like, I don't even know your name. Well, it's because nobody. Yeah. No, they don't know how to. How do you respond to that? Yeah. Because if you respond, if someone says I'm looking for a master, yeah, and and the guy sends you the email, yeah, there are women who are going to be totally turned off by a guy who's just sounding normal because yeah. they, they want a guy who's going to be coming off of that tone. Yeah, you're clearly yeah. not that person. Yeah, but you're. It's, I've got male dominant friends who they're like, it's a crapshoot. You yeah. really don't know how yeah. to reply to the ad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think in my ads, I you know, I I think I might have even said that I need to get to know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the relationship part yeah. is a big important part of it. Um, I want someone I can go to the movies with and then go home and he beats the crap out of me. Yeah. That's the, the, I need both. I need both sides of that. How many people did um, you meet off of? Um, I probably actually met in person maybe about five. All right, that's not a. I mean, yeah. you were you were being picky, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good and, for you. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess that's the thing. I'm yeah. just sort of like I have to like you. No, but that's yeah. that's a good thing. I mean, because yeah. I know people who will say I'm going to go and if I'm free, I'm going to meet whoever because you yeah. never know, and yeah. and that works for them because sometimes the person when they actually meet them, they're like, oh, you're not nearly as creepy as your email or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I know people who the exact opposite is true. They'll they'll meet a shitload of people and it's like, oh god, what am I thinking? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first kind of started doing this, I was, I, 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 there were times when I'd have two dates in one night. It was mm-hmm. just quantity, quantity, go for it, go for it, go for it. Yeah. But I wasn't really looking for a relationship then. Yeah. I was just looking for experiences, yeah. you know. And now, like, I don't have time for that. I don't have the patience for it. 
Um, and I know what I want. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, fuck this. And it, it was a lot of the person who I'm with now, um, I'm on OkCupid. Yeah. And we exchanged a bunch of messages. And it wasn't for a while that it even came out that he was kinky. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't an explicitly his ad was it in your profile explicitly the only thing the only thing i say i do like the little signs and signifiers things like i say um uh i can't walk in high heels but i uh own a straight jacket yeah you know and i think i think there's there's little hints in there like if you're looking for it you'd pick it up and i think in his I don't. I think there might have been one of those little things where he mentioned something that was like, "Bing," you know, right, that's yeah. one of those. And but it took a while before we actually started even talking about it. And as we were going out, um, and it became really, you know, that that became a big thing. Was the was the kink aspect? It became a big, a big aspect of it, at least in the conversations. And um, you know, I said I. You know, I'm really thinking about, you know, being owned yeah. by you, and it's like I'm thinking about that too. So it happened very organically, yeah. um, and it happened the way that works for me. Because um, my thing with submission is, I'm really bad at faking it, and if I don't feel it, if I don't feel like this person really has control over me in some way um it's it's just play acting so otherwise you're just yeah. bottoming or yeah. role playing or yeah but it's yeah. not real submission right? it's not real submission yeah. you know and i think that's probably the biggest point is that i i, I was a bottom and i guess masochist to some degree i mean i like pain but i was never really truly submissive i think or if I was, it was like I'm submissive for this 20 minutes that we're playing, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of you know. Um, and not to say that the experiences that I had um, weren't invalid. I mean, I've had some really incredible, beautiful scenes with people, um, with people I deeply care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the evening, you know, they're going to their place, I'm going to my place, and that's kind of. That it had these nice little parameters, yeah. and, and that was kind of it, and that kind of ended. which is fine. It's, it's great for exploring that way. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but I just wanted something that was more sustained and something that was a commitment, you know, or something where where you're really invested in that person, you know. So, what are you finding? Are some of the big differences? What are you? What are you? What are the big things? The hallmarks yeah. of holy crap! This is d- different from just a play partner. Um. I think how how easy it was to be to be actually genuinely submissive, mm-hmm. and my mindset in a lot of ways. Like I have, um, uh, I have to ask him permission to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll send him a text if you know, and and um, or oh, I think is that. But I also have like two freebie nights. Where like you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, are they set nights or you can just pick the night? And it, yeah, I can just pick whichever oh, okay. one. Yeah. So. So for me, if that yeah. if that were my case, it would be yeah. But Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And then like okay, <laughs> right. there you go. And it would be always Monday and Tuesday because that would be yeah. best, you know. And I think it was a freebie night. Yeah. And um, I started. It started to feel kind of wrong. Um, so I was like, well, my you know this isn't my cunt anymore. Yeah. This belongs to somebody else. You know, and I'm like, I'm messing with somebody else's property. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote him and I said, it felt a little bit like if you dog ear a book that you borrowed from somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm like, I'm like messing with somebody else's stuff. <laughs> right. And the fact that I even felt that way was, was really new. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I think, it also made it um, easier in a lot of ways. If uh, thinking, I mean, if you're thinking thinking about your body as not being your own, like thinking about your body as belonging to somebody else, 
makes physical ordeals or emotional ordeals or something where you're really going through something Mm -hmm. either physically or emotionally, uh, at least for me, it makes it easier Mm -hmm. because I'm sort of, I'm sort of like a gatekeeper for this, this body that belongs to somebody else. Like he was doing something one night, it was going, and it was, it was, it started off being pleasurable and rapidly got just painful. Mm -hmm. And it was going on and going and going and going. And, you know, he was just saying, I know, I'm not going to stop. And you get this moment where it's like, all right, this is my life now. (laughs) this is is the way things are right now and you just sort of accept it and I think that mindset is the thing that has shifted because if it wasn't if I I didn't have those feelings I would have I would have stopped it yeah you know because it would have it would have been I wouldn't have been invested in it you know in a lot of ways also I think people can go a little bit... I mean, I I found that I can go a lot further Mm pain-wise. And not just pain-wise, other things. When I know that person's going to be there the next day. Yeah, Or or when that person... I'm not going to have to deal with this on my own. Yeah. And this also... This person, they themselves are going to have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. If they seriously injure me... If Saad were to seriously injure... My junk. Yeah. She doesn't. I yeah. know she doesn't want that to happen because yeah. she enjoys using it in other ways. Yeah. You know. Want to break the toys. Right. Yeah. Whereas, even though I, most of the people I played with, I, I knew that they wouldn't want to seriously injure me either. There's yeah. still that part. I mean, you know, like they really wouldn't have to live with any consequences or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So what else? What else has is been surprising for you? I think just the the real the ease and enjoyment of it, and I think. The, I should say that he's never been in a relationship like this either. Mm-hmm. So we're both learning this as we go along. Um, and I think what's actually been surprising is um, at some point I was like, holy shit, this really does turn me on. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing... I. Uh, like a lot, because, you know, we're not to... to we usually only see each other on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'll have sort of assignments because I like homework, so it'll give me assignments. And um, a lot of times it's just purely psychological and almost meditative. Like I'll be at kneel, um, I'll be n- naked, kneeling down, like staring at a blank wall for you know twenty minutes. It, it just sort of doing a mantra, mm-hmm. you know, of 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 some sort, you yeah. know. Um, about this is you know this is mine and I'm doing this for him and etc cetera, etc cetera. and I'm not no one's touching me I'm not doing anything and to be you know to be a little bit explicit I am like dripping down my leg like nobody's <laughs> business and at one point I was like it, it is a little bit surprising like yeah I guess I am kind of submissive yeah. Yeah. for real yeah and and there are yeah no I totally I totally yeah, get that there yeah, are yeah. things that you just it's just difficult to experience unless yeah. you're in that situation yeah and it also makes simple things a lot um, a lot richer yeah you know it's um, like I used to say in sort of my ads that I I, I want to be able to call someone sir and, and mean it you know and it so when he calls me slave you know and i call him sir it has meaning yeah you know and it's le- it feels legitimate yeah you know, so. again you're not role-playing yeah it's it's not it's not role-playing yeah. and it feels very um you know it feels very much like an honor that you're kind of having that level of trust with someone and having that level of of intimacy that i haven't really that i haven't really experienced before um yeah how did the protocols I mean, did you start off small and then add? Did he add more things, or did you guys talk about stuff before enacting protocols like like yeah. the no masturbation or whatever? I mean, yeah, is that just kind of baby steps, or did he have some ideas of what he wanted, or did you have some ideas? How is that introduced? I think he had some ideas. I had some ideas. Um, I think we're still developing them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have very different schedules, um, so. 
I think we're figuring out time. You know, the sort of the really nitty gritty basic stuff. I think we're still figuring out and um, it, what's going to work for both of us. I think we're still figuring out. But like, we had. Um, speaking of like protocols and stuff, we had a date where it was. It, this literally was the first time ever I would be submissive to someone like for an entire evening and through the next day. Yeah. Um, like as soon as he walks in the door. It starts now, and mm-hmm. it's not going to end until I leave the next day, which I had never really experienced before. And he has, you know, expectations. You know, I couldn't sit on the furniture. I couldn't do this and, and this and that. And um, and is it your I, place or his place? It was at my place, and um, and there were things that I wanted to know. So I was like, Am I allowed to speak? You know, what are my speech restrictions? And he was mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, he yeah. kind of filled yeah, that yeah. out and. So we kind of worked it out a little bit ahead of time, um, but what ended up happening is uh, we were going to watch a movie, and uh, he was going to sit on the couch, and I was going to kneel, and he was going to, you know, watch the movie and do whatever he wanted to, and um, I'd probably be blowing him, or I'd be, like, I, he, I'd be on, his, on my knees doing whatever it was I was doing, but the whole point was he's going to, like, have his glass of wine and enjoy, and you were going to be... clearly in a position of submission then. Yeah. Right. And so I put put the movie on. It was Night Porter, by the way. And um, and I, th- I, I, I think I was blowing him. And, but I can hear it. So you were, you were, and you I were, think... You weren't just watching him. You were, you were making it sound like we're doing vanilla things and it can... Yeah. No, you, were, yeah. you were blowing him. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And so I'm not facing... I, I'm not facing the TV yeah. at all, right? But I can hear it. Yeah. And I've seen the movie a million times, sure. so I know it, right? And... At one point, I realized it's repeating itself, and I kind of like looked behind, and I was like, "That was that the same scene?" He's like, "Yeah, I think there's something weird." Now. And I had this moment where I was like, "And I think I just said uh, permission to like act normally for a minute there," and, and so I had to get up, and I'm like fixing the DVD because you know. He doesn't know my remote sure, sure. and whatnot, so I kind of had to, you know, do my thing. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna restart. Clearly, he wasn't it. he wasn't complaining at the time. No, like, no, this no. Is a long movie. Yeah, exactly. So I fixed it, or I think I fix it, and I and it's like, okay, you know, back right. and scene, and we go back into it. <laughs> and I'm doing my thing, and he's relaxing again. And then it messed up again. I'm like, son of a bitch. Right. So I get up, and it just became kind of absurd. Sure. And laughing at that point that I got completely cock-blocked by technology. <laughs> <laughs> it just completely ruined It ruined the moment. Actually, well, no, I, no I, I, wish, I take that back. It did not ruin the moment. It was just challenging. It was challenging, and it was... It was... It was interesting coming up across something where um, I, I have to not be submissive now, yeah. you know, and, and I have to get out of that and I have to kind of take control of the situation. And then I have to go back to being submissive. Um, and um, and I think at some point uh, he said, uh, why, don't you, why don't you sit on the couch? And it kind of gradually... The, the protocols kind of very slowly broke down or they eased up a yeah. little bit and we were talking about it and he said because again he hasn't really done this either and he said it's really hard to 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 keep it up yeah you know and i said well you know like if you had grown up around servants or something like yeah. that you know but you're not you're not used to giving someone orders you're not used to being waited on yeah. like this you know and i think it's it's something i think it's something for him to get used to like yeah. to have someone who's like oh my you're really gonna do anything i say right, yeah i mean that's kind of you know a difficult person i think it's just as challenging for him to be in that position than it is for me to to now, i think in a lot of ways it's easier for me he's polyamorous yes he has a primary partner yes does that complicate things or does it, I mean, uh, and do you consider yeah. yourself poly or what do you consider yourself? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause I don't, I mean, I, most of my relationships, um, no, I take that back. I mean, I, I would say, um, a lot of my relationships lately have been with people 
who um, had other relationships, yeah. you know, and um, and and whether or not uh, a person, yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely, I would say that I'm I'm poly, but this I would think I, to me this is the first actual really poly relationship that I've been in, in which um, um, I've like met I met his partner, yeah. you know. Um, we get along. It's been really nice. Yeah. It's been very sophisticated. Um, and but other than that, n- there really there hasn't been any complications. There has been complications, but there have been there have been times when, um, even for myself, I've been like, oh, I wish, I wish I could get you on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and I think those are growing pains. Yeah, you know. Um, but in terms of um, sort of parameters or in terms of, of um, rules, we're kind of figuring it out as we go along and, and we haven't really run up to any bumps yet. But, um, but the nice thing is I, I feel like when we do, we can talk about it. And well, we are going to. We're and that's, a great, that's, yeah. that's the healthy way to do it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find figuring out as you go along is kind of the, the best way to... Yeah. Because when you put something in, I mean, when you have, I guess, assumptions going into something like that, um, it really, I think that complicates things more than going yeah. into. It yeah. might not be yeah. as hot, cause, yeah. but that's the other thing. It gets hotter as it goes along that way, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was really, really important to me uh, that she liked me. Yeah. That's got to be so nerve wracking. Uh, it was at first, um, because, um, yeah, I wanted, I, I wanted, I wanted to like her. I wanted her like me. I just want, I want everyone to get along. Yeah. And that actually, no, not just get along, but actually legitimately like. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I met her. I was like, she's great. And it was got very, it was, it was very easy. She was really great. I mean, she. Um, I think I was more maybe nervous than than she was, yeah. you know, because um, they've been. I mean, like I said, they've kind of have this established relationship, and they've they've done this before to some degree. Did you guys have have you talked about your relationship with him to her? Uh, no. So she's she, you're like no. so you're the person he beats the crap out of. It's not like <laughs> I haven't. Right. I think they they talk. Of course they of course yeah, they yeah. talk. Yes. But. Um, yeah, I and I kind of feel like that's not my place. Of course. Yeah. So if she asks, yeah. if she asks and brings it up, then sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, guess what your husband did to me that's last good. night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I always imagined, I always imagined how weird it would be if you had uh, two poly like a poly couple meeting one of the other partners. Yeah. And I always imagined like. The, them like comparing notes sexually and how awkward that would be. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, the cock leans to the left. Or, you know, something, <laughs> something was like, oh, god damn. Um, but it, yeah, yeah, well, that's good. It just sounds like it's a healthy thing. Yeah, remarkably healthy. That's great. And I'm not used to healthy. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. It's been a nice change. I'm like, this is so normal. Really oh, good god. for you. This it's, is really good for you. It's. Uh, it's, it's refreshingly drama-free. Well, since, yeah. since since you only see him on the weekends, do you, yeah. do you still have like play partners on, during the week, or uh, how does that? Well, you... I mean, I well, we might when I say it's not, we might you know go have dinner during the week and stuff like that. So it's not like it's not like oh, you were only doing it at this time. It's kind of whenever we're available. Sure, but um, I'm in the beginning of relationships. I'm. I'm kind of monogamous. Yeah. Like I don't. I really. I pretty much focus on that. You know. I, I'm kind of focused on him right now. I mean. So I've had, which is interesting because I've had uh, play partners, you know, email me and say, "Oh, we want to get together," and I'm like, "Eh, yeah. uh, nah, maybe not." <laughs> you yeah, know, or, sure. maybe, or we'll wait. You know, like we ha- like we haven't had that discussion yeah. at all. And it's still new. It's right? still new. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. 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 I'm kind of like, you know. I don't know. You, you'll, you just, yeah. I'll get back to you after a while. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Rain check. Rain check. Just hold that thought. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something uh, a little bit earlier about 
how your friends or you find that people have a harder time comprehending comprehending poly. Yeah. More more that's more difficult for them than kink. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I can totally relate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think because people because it is so much in our culture now, people have a vision of what BDSM is mm-hmm. or SM or yeah. kink or however you want to call it. So they can picture in their head, oh, you like getting spanked. Oh, you like getting tied up. Sure. Or, oh, you wear leather. Like, so they, they have an idea in their head of how that would work. And it's also, um, I think a lot of people just sort of think of it as a sexual activity. Like, it's just a, a preference in bed. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of thing that you like to do. Um, but when you get into polyamory or open relationships, it's harder, I think, for people to visualize it and see how it works. Cause of, cause, because we're so conditioned to think you have one person at a time. Either you're married or you're dating one person and if that doesn't work out, you go to the next person, yeah. and then it's the next But you're doing one person at a time. Or you're just single. Or you're just single and dating a bunch of other people. Um, and I think it's hard for people to imagine um, what it's like to not be jealous or to be okay with um, seeing your partner with someone else or knowing that your partner was something else. And that's the thing that everyone who I've talked to about it, that's the first thing everyone says is, aren't you jealous? Aren't you jealous? Yeah. And and I think it's 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 a hard cultural thing to break because um, because it isn't a sexual practice it isn't a hobby it really is speaks to the core of who you are as a person yeah and one of the things I think people think is um, especially a lot of of my vanilla friends who are most of them are married now or have kids now. And they, they kind of see me as, as, I think they see me as the one that won't grow up. Right. And they're kind of waiting for me to settle down, yeah. as one says. And when I talk about relationships with people that are um, open or polyamorous, they kind of have this like, oh, well, okay, well, you'll, you'll meet someone and then yeah. you'll settle. I think, they, I think a lot of times people think that it's settling. Yeah. I think... Um, and this is what makes me uncomfortable is I think that there is an idea that, well, she hasn't been able to find anyone. So she's settling for, you know, someone who's already taken, so to speak. Like there's an idea of there's this one thing that you should be looking for. And if you don't get that one thing, well, this is fine. Yeah. You know, I don't think that people see it as, a legitimate option in and of itself or a relationship that you would want in and of itself. Yeah. You know, um, I think people think of it as being less than, you know, Well, I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, I, cause I know poly people who identify as poly who are actually monogamous, but, that, but yeah. they're in poly kind of begrudgingly, I guess you could say. I know mm, people who yeah. are in that situation. Yeah. Um, but then eventually they, they, either get several partners that they don't give a shit anymore because they're yeah. happy and they're in love with three different people or, or whatever. I mean, so yeah. I know yeah. I'm, I know that happens. Yeah. But it's not... I mean, it's not the norm, right? It's not the yeah. norm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like an orientation, I believe, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think um, it, people really get hung up on the idea of jealousy. Yeah. And not being able... I think people just don't get it. I think people, and it also it also questions it questions them. Yeah, you know, because it's it's like saying you're kinky or saying you like getting spanked or saying you like you know wearing a tutu or whatever. I think people see that as a preference somehow, and I and I think when you're talking about something as um, you know sort of not to, you know serious or as as emotionally charged as a romantic relationship um, I think people don't know what to do with it and I think I think there can be um, I think there are some people that are well if you're happy that's fine um, and I think that for some people it's it's a lot more disturbing 
you know. Uh, okay, as a monogamous person, yeah. Here's what it's like to me. Me saying kink is like saying, "Oh, I like Rocky Road. You like strawberry." Right. I mean, that's it's a preference, right? Yeah, yeah. And when someone says to me they're poly and they have all these, that's to me that's like them saying, "Oh, gravity doesn't work for me the same way it works for you." Gravity yes. is different for me, right? Right. And right. It's, like, it's a shifting of worldview. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I mean, because again, for me, it is about the jealousy thing. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. totally. And and it's not just the jealousy thing, but it's also like, uh, you know, because uh, I've, I've, I've almost gone out with poly people in the past. And in every situation, it was like, but... I only want to fuck you. Why don't you only want to fuck me? You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. could not fathom. And for me, it's all about fucking. I can't even imagine the love right. thing. Like, <laughs> exactly. crazy. I was like, yeah. um, I, 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 I can't get my head wrapped around it. I mean, yeah. I totally, I totally get it. I do know that um, I have a lot of poly friends. And I'm like, look, I'm sounding like my mom. I have a lot of gay friends. <laughs> I have a lot of gay friends. My best friend is Polly. I just don't surprise. I don't support them in their life. Uh, they should be able to vote. <laughs> I'm not saying we should ship all the Polly people on an island. <laughs> but it is kind of... It, 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 it confounds me. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. because it, yeah. I think it confounds me because it's not sex. Exactly. Yes. I think that's why... Yeah. It's what I can yeah. I can fathom people with open relationships more than I can fathom Polly, I guess. I just can't. Yeah, 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 because cause sex is easy. Sex is physical. It's yeah, about yeah. the body and and there's something about um polyamory that is about your emotions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I like I like the I like the anal- the, the your analogy of it being like gravity doesn't really work for me the same way. I yeah. think I think that's that's what it feels of, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, also, like again, I'm to some degree, I'm making this up as I go along mm-hmm. too. And someone asked me, "Well, what if he decides that he wants another submissive, or that he wants to date another woman?" And like, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I that hasn't happened. I yeah. haven't felt that yeah. yet, and I honestly don't know. But what's good is that. I know that whatever it is, I can talk about it, you know, and I think, and my feelings about it would be, would be validated, you know, so I don't, um, but automatically saying, oh, I'm not going to go into this relationship because I am afraid that at some point he might want another submissive and, and, and I might be hurt. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't go into a relationship you know, fearing that you're going to get hurt yeah. or something. Um, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I really thank you. And this let's do it fun. again, like every six months or something like that. Just kind of totally. I'll give you. I'll give you an update. Yeah. And uh, how things going? Good evening, Mr. Bismarck, and all the shit you think is going to press. I've got a collar now. Have you been officially collared? Is that? We've well, actually, we've been talking about it. And a friend of mine, I will plug him, Sullivan Walsh. He does really gorgeous metal works okay. and he does um uh kind of handcrafted metal collars and yeah. cuffs and things like that that are gorgeous where's he at and um he's in brooklyn okay and i did his logo uh and as part of the deal he said oh i'd love to make you a collar so um would be what i think is really kind of cool as i talked to like my my, my sir yeah. partner now and i was like we can get a handcrafted tailored collar yeah. like we can make this thing handmade yeah. just for this so That'd be cool. um yeah yeah i'm excited about it that'd be cool uh well this is uh always a pleasure Let, let's yeah. do it let's do it uh let's meet up again without a mic- microphone in front, in front yes. of us even though every single time we sit down and talk there's never enough time because we always run out of time and then I, and afterwards i'm always thinking fuck why didn't i have a microphone with me that would have been perfect <laughs> So this is it's not as good a quality, same, but, yeah, but yeah. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Leila. Massacast at gmail.com. You can also friend me on FetLife, Massacast.com. And thank you again to everyone who donated for the fundraiser for the year. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>